This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Lauren Herring to the show. Lauren is going to talk us through about how we can take control of our job search and master the emotions to land the job. Lauren, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for spending time with me. Thank you, Caroline. I'm thrilled to be here. So I've got your gorgeous new book in hand, and we are going to dive into a juicy conversation about that. But I want to give our global audience a a bit of insight about you. So I want you to, to tell the story. You're the CEO of Impact Group, which is a career and leadership coaching company. And the focus that you have is on the B2B market. And you just started a consumer-facing company doing the same type of work. So tell us a little bit about that to get us started. Yeah, absolutely. So Impact Group has a 30-year history, and currently we are the largest global woman-owned company focusing on career coaching and leadership development. So over the years, we have helped hundreds of thousands of people find jobs and grow in their career. And also, I have to say, as a second-generation women-owned business, We feel that we have an important role to play in the conversation on women in leadership and gender equality. So earlier this year, we launched a new consumer-facing brand that you mentioned, and it's on supporting the careers of women specifically. It's called Earn Your Worth Careers, and we do career coaching and leadership development. And so as part of this journey, it's just been fantastic to speak with so many women that are really seriously ambitious about their career and also taking this opportunity to be intentional in their career right now. So it's just been fantastic and I'm excited to continue to help women achieve their career goals. Lauren, this is ideal because as you know, we've got an awesome global audience of women who are listening and this is a particularly tough time, right? We're still navigating through the pandemic. There's light at the end of the tunnel, talk of um, vaccines becoming more widespread, but you and I both know that the pandemic has hit women in the career world, especially hard, right? Perhaps yeah. they're raising children. They're also teaching kids at home with digital learning. It's tough. And we see so many women are who are having to put a pause or literally drop out of the workforce to tend to other things. So as we as we start this new year, right, 2021, what will be different for women as they look to the career world and and what are some thoughts that you have? Great question. So I talked to a woman not too long ago who put it this way. She said, you know, 2020 has been all about surviving and I want 2021 to be about thriving. So I've talked to a lot of women recently who feel like they're going a hundred miles an hour, getting everything done that you mentioned. They're working, they're homeschooling, they're still doing all the things involved in keeping their life moving forward. But on the other hand, maybe life has slowed down in other ways. And so it's prompted some people to take a little bit of a pause and uh, time to reevaluate. Uh, one woman that I spoke to recently put it like she felt like she's been flat-footed in her career. So, you know, she got a job, she performed, she got the next job, she performed, but all of these opportunities were coming to her and it's not like she was the one being intentional. So when I talk about 2021 being about thriving, I 
feel like there's a lot of women out there that are taking this moment, this pause, as you know, the travel has ceased and you know, we're not having the commute, to really think about what do I want going forward in my career and how can I be intentional and be the one that's calling the shots in the next phase of my career? You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that pause. And and even though it was a pause out of necessity for so many because of the pandemic, it gave us space and perhaps even permission to really self-reflect. And I think you and I are in full agreement that that's something we don't do enough of. So I'm I'm grateful that you mentioned that. So I've, I've got your beautiful book and it really is beautiful. I'm holding it right now. It's called Take Control of Your Job Search. 10 Emotions You Must Master to Land the Job. And Lauren, you and I are kindred spirits. I am a total career development and job search geek. And I love your book because it's one of, if not the only, that really addresses mastering the emotions. So where did that come from? There's got to be a story there. Tell me more. That's a great question. So a couple of years ago at Impact Group, we went through a product development process to reevaluate what do current job seekers need to be successful. And so a big part of that was reaching out to people that we've worked with, as well as people in the midst of a current job search and finding out what is critical to their success. And over and over again, the theme that we kept on hearing from people is the emotional ups and downs of the journey. And it's no surprise because job search is inherently an emotional process, but it was something that really struck out to me because there's so much content out there in the job search space about how to do your resume or how to interview or how to network, but literally nothing out there on the emotional ups and downs and how to manage that process. So that was when it just came to me that this is the opportunity that I have to uh, make a contribution to the job search literature out there and share the wide experience of our hundreds of career coaches at Impact Group, where we've helped hundreds of thousands of people find jobs through our process. And a big part of that process is taking into account where you are emotionally and how you can support your journey in the best possible way that is uh, paying attention to what you need personally in that process. So we have a lot of great insights on how to support the emotional journey of job search. And a lot of that is also by taking some of the key job search tactics and applying them in the right way so that you are moving yourself forward through the process. I'm so grateful that you are very transparently putting that out there that, look, this is emotionally, it can be emotionally taxing, right? It can be difficult. And I'm sure that you and I have have spoken to many women who are fearful. Uh, It's the the rejection, right? And the the angst and the frustration. And and sometimes it even goes deeper into depression. Uh, Tell me, give me a glimpse, because obviously we all want to read the book, but is part of it just recognizing where you are? You know, what, what, what is the first stepping stone there for women that are reading this book to think about how do I master my emotions? Well, emotions are part of the job search, whether you know it or not, whether you want them there or not. So I really urge that people take a moment to listen to your emotions, reflect, journal, Just own the fact that your emotions are unique to you and they're okay, even if they're difficult. And then 
Moving forward beyond that, one of the key things that I focus on in the job search is getting clear on your personal brand. And I think of the personal brand as almost like a superpower in your job search. Think of it as who you are at your best. What's the value that you bring to an organization and how are you really good at articulating that to another person, individual, company eventually? And, you know, I have a, uh, an example of a woman that we worked with who was a chief marketing officer at a large company. She'd had a great career, successive promotions in a Fortune 500 company where ultimately she landed at the CMO position. And then a new CEO came in and she was left without a job. And, you know, here's someone at the top of her game, C-suite executive, completely doubting herself. And... By focusing on that personal brand, reminding her who was the woman who got all those promotions that just zipped to the top of a Fortune 500 company? And what is it that you did that made your career so successful? And how can you encapsulate that? Bring that woman to your job search interview, not the person who's depressed or upset about you know, the current situation. If you can harness your inner rock star in your job search, that will go a long way. That's awesome. Lauren, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedoubthiggins.com. So I'm, again, I'm so grateful to be talking about the emotions because it's real, it's authentic, it's candid, and quite frankly, we need more of this. Uh, and, and who better than a woman supporting other women to bring this to the forefront, so I thank you. But one of my favorite parts of the book is part four, and it's called Momentum. And in chapter 10, you literally talk about self-compassion. And as a fellow coach, I find that women are often their own worst enemy. What are your thoughts there about self-compassion? Yes. Some, something I say in the book is that if you wouldn't say it to a friend, why in the world would you say it to yourself? And, uh, you know, we all have our inner child inside of us, and that's the person who a lot of times is the source of some of these uh, self-doubt, you know, the, the confidence issues. And so I think about it with the self-compassion is how can you reach out to that inner young girl inside of you and help her understand where you're coming from as an adult? And you know, there's so much that we can learn from just being a little bit more kind to ourselves and treating our emotions a little bit more gently. Very nice. Very nice. So tell me, what can a reader expect to walk away with from this book that might be the difference between landing a job or being passed over? Well, it is a very crowded job market right now. So there's high unemployment. There's lots of people out there who are employed looking to change as soon as they get the opportunity, in addition to all of the people who are currently out of work, unfortunately. So the worst thing that you can do is uh, focus on the job boards. So if um, 
if you're uh, thinking that because of COVID, it's so difficult to network, then you know, take this opportunity to reflect and, and reset your expectations because there's still lots of ways that you can network and support a, a really successful, uh, well-structured job search through uh, connecting with old colleagues, uh, college friends, high school friends, friends of family. You know, your peripheral network is actually your best source of job leads, believe it or not. So the old adage that they say that the majority of jobs uh, are found through networking is absolutely true. So one of the big things that you can do is just make sure that you're focusing on leveraging your LinkedIn network and just going out and having authentic conversations. Be interested in other people, ask questions, and don't be afraid to ask for help yourself right now. I think in the world that we're in with COVID, people want to help other people right now. So are you seeing particular mistakes that just keep bubbling to the surface that people are making over and over again? What are the big mistakes that you're seeing? Yeah, well, that's the the big one, which is spending too much time on the job boards and not uh, not leveraging your, your network and taking the time to build network. Um, the other thing along those lines is if you're just going out and making tons of connections on LinkedIn, that's not a bad thing. But you want to be very intentional and ask questions about people. Build the connection so that people understand why they should help you, what it is that uh, you bring. So again, focus on your personal brand. What's the value that you can bring to them? And always be willing to turn the table and ask how you can help them as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. I've got a big smile on my face right now. So true. And then it it just doesn't feel like it's it's reciprocal, right? It doesn't feel like it's uneven. And I'm I'm just so glad that you're really zeroing in on the value of of relationships because I I agree with you 100%. The job boards are one one tactic, right? But people hire who they know and who they trust and you can earn and develop those relationships that are fresh and new and it, and it just changes the impact that you can make because in the beginning, you know, everybody's an application. You've got to rise above the stack. Absolutely. And um, in this market right now, because it's so crowded, there's hundreds of people applying for various jobs. So the more that you can actually be very intentional, I suggest people take a, a rifle shot approach rather than a shotgun approach to the job search. Be very intentional about the companies and or jobs that you're interested in. And then slowly but surely, take find ways that you can network your way into either the hiring manager, that's the best case scenario, or into the um, uh, HR folks as well. Find someone that can, that is in a position to hand your resume over to that decision maker. And that is absolutely the number one thing that you can do tactically to be successful in your job search. Lauren, you write beautifully about career EQ in the book. Tell the global audience what this means and why it's important. Great. Well, I talk about how in our careers, we have career EQ and we have career IQ. So if you think about the job search process, Career IQ is getting your resume together and making sure that you have all the I's dotted and T's crossed with your resume or your specifics on your negotiation strategy. 
but your career EQ is just as important. And it refers to the emotional intelligence and awareness of how your emotional state is affecting your job search. And this is going to be apparent in, you know, in that negotiation strategy or in that interview. Are you bringing a level of confidence that is helping you sell yourself in a successful way or not? And the beauty of both the concept of career EQ as well as really all of the tactics that I suggest in the book is that while this is specifically focused on job search right now, you can take any of these examples and apply them to your career and even your life as well. Love it. So Lauren, I'm sure you have seen this with clients and and even your own uh, company. We're working remotely now out of necessity because of the pandemic, but I'm seeing a lot of organizations, especially those that spend a lot of money renting that brick and mortar office space, paring down to a hybrid where people will come in fewer days a week and then work more remotely. Do you think for the job searcher who's really excited about designing her opportunity to really take advantage of remote work, should that be something that we negotiate with confidence now moving forward because of of what's happened with the pandemic? Absolutely. In fact, we just recently worked with a woman that was in this exact situation. She wanted a remote work opportunity. And then the position that she was perfectly suited for was actually not designed that way. It was uh, based in one of the major tech hubs. And so through the coaching she received uh, through Impact Group, she was able to uh, convince this hiring manager of the value she brought, specifically with her previous experience, as well as you know lots of other um, uh, other background pieces. And so she was able to convince the uh, the employer that uh, that she was able to work remotely and come into the tech hub uh, about once or twice a month rather than um, rather than being full-time in the office. And for her, because it was a three-hour commute, that absolutely made the difference between accepting the offer and not. I love that. And it just tells us too that we have much more flexibility about geographic locations. And I'm I'm really thrilled. Well done. Well done you for coaching her, right? But also uh, how wonderful to hear that the organization was receptive to that. I think that's smart hiring. Yeah. Well, and so it Excellent. just shows that there it's just one more thing that you can negotiate on, not just salary, benefits, bonus, but also work location. Yeah. And you'll never get it if you don't ask. Right. So that's the bottom line. Lauren, any any one particular thing that you want to leave this global audience with, especially those that are job searching, but maybe also those who are hiring? What's one nugget of information that you want to share as we wrap? Well, it's a perfect time at the beginning of the year right now with 2021 to be reflecting on what is it that you want out of your career in general? And what is that next step going to be that's going to help you get there from an intentional perspective. Don't just let it be something that happens to you. Take the time to think through what is going to be the right next step in your career. 
Awesome. Lauren, thank you for joining me on the show. I am so grateful that you were able to share these nuggets of wisdom with our global audience. And I learned a lot today from you as well. And I want to tell our audience about your book. It's called Take Control of Your Job Search, 10 Emotions You Must Master to Land the Job. And of course, it's available on Amazon and at all major book retailers. But I also want to point our global listeners to your website, which is Earn yourworthcareers.com. Lauren, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Caroline. And if you like the show, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review because this helps new listeners find us online. Let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.